Welcome back to the FY Podcast. I'm your co-host, Daniel Zogron. I'm your other co-host, Zach Qureshi. So that's FYI. For your, for ignorance. your ignorance. For your ignorance. And uh, so this week we had uh, quite an eventful weekend, I'd say, right. yeah. from start to finish. For sure. The last debate occurred, and it was definitely way more civil and much more uh, informative, or as, if you can call it that. Um <laughs> But yeah, a lot of a lot of flip flopping and a lot of accusations and a lot of misdirection happening. Yeah, I mean it. Outwardly, like at first glance, looks like it's more civil. You know, like Trump didn't really interrupt anybody yeah. or anything like that. But at the same time, there were there were a lot of, uh, as you said, accusations, things like that. Yeah. Um. I don't know. He. But Bi- he he's continuing the whole rhetoric of uh, Biden being anti-fracking and and how it's gonna hurt the oil industry. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's just weird. He's trying to label it as him flip flopping when it's really just him expanding on the statement. Like, For yeah, sure. he's not gonna technically technically he's not gonna ban fracking, but he's gonna he's gonna de decentivize it. You yeah, know? I I think it's interesting how Biden gets flack from progressives for not being uh you know tough enough on the oil industry and he's getting flagged from the republicans for being too tough on the oil industry it's yeah. like well which direction should he go and trump specifically pointed out you know uh some bold things biden had said in regards to the environment and said something like uh stay tuned texas and stay tuned all those other yeah, he all said these other, it, no like, he's because he said states. it's going to transition out of the oil industry right right and because of that yeah like he said that oh so yeah and the oil industry listen to that texas oklahoma right. pennsylvania so he's trying to point out you know people may Maybe not lose their jobs, maybe lose business. You know, it's there's it's a fallacy obviously, in that it's obviously bad for. Uh, but there's a fallacy in that statement industry. because Texas, like I think of Texas, you know, uh, in particular, they have a, a pretty substantial amount of workers that are already in renewable energy, and we have uh, yeah, big true. companies that are going to be you know becoming more and more in unison with the Texas well, economy. If you think about the Green New Deal, which uh, I mean, named after the original New Deal, which yeah. included government uh, programs that created jobs, you know, and were also great for the environment. Even then, things that were great for the environment, you know, building dams, uh, clean up and yeah. stuff like that. And, yeah. you know, and also um, national park work and things like that. So if you think about the Green New Deal in, you know, it may it will be bad for the oil industry, but that's not a bad thing. And those jobs can be removed. be the reason not to do it. Yeah. And the, those a jobs whole can new be industry recouped. will yeah. be, you know, ignited because of it. For sure. Uh, and I'm sure people with resumes that say I worked in the oil industry, you know, they can put on their resumes. I have however many years experience in the energy field. And that's for the most part transferable, I feel like, in terms of experience for uh, these new energy jobs. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. No, I'm glad you brought up the Green New Deal because that's something that Trump is trying to uh, use or utilize to his advantage by trying to use it as a fear tactic. And it's like, yeah. the, it's anyone who's on this like you know same page as most people on a global scale and existential scale. Yeah, and you know what's you know what's you know, more it's, important? It's more than of an inevitability. Job. You know, you know what's more important than your job in the oil industry? Your life on this planet. That your house isn't underwater. Yeah. That you can breathe air. So I mean, even though you may not, you may not ever get to meet them, your great grandchildren will have a better world living in. Like it's just, I mean, UN scientists say we have, I think, until 2030, until the environment will be irreparably damaged. Uh, That's pretty soon. I think the Green New Deal states that we need to cut it to zero by 2050. 
Right. I actually was reading a little bit of the Green New Deal uh, mm. a couple nights ago. I obviously didn't read the whole thing. I mean, it's 14 pages long. I right. need to get more time into it. But, mm. uh, yeah. It, and the thing is, like, the Green New Deal is just an it's just an outline structure. It's not even, like, a bill. It's not. It's right. nothing right now. Yeah, it's, it's just, just an it's, idea. It's not even quite a game plan. It's just sort of like we're uh, thinking of things that might yeah. work. Like, it's not even... Yeah, it's not specific legislation yet or anything like that. So, but yeah, going back to the actual debate itself, mm-hmm. um, in terms of results, surveys show from people that watch these debates that Biden has won in by majority of people watching them. The opinion is that Biden has won both of these debates. People uh, the first in, and the in last polls, one. yes, yeah. in this first one and this in this last one, polls have shown people think that Biden has won both of these debates obviously debates don't declare winners like that but in the in we terms of public before, opinion like going we even said that going into the first one like this is my probably isn't going to change anyone's mind right right but you in know? terms of public so. opinion polls have shown biden won, won both debates as well as um not actually even less of a competition uh in, at least formally uh, the town hall debate or town hall meetings that they held that yeah. were at, at the same time mm-hmm. uh polls show from viewers that biden quote-unquote won those as well or that as well even though i mean even debates don't declare ratings. winners yeah, yeah well not even that just like they preferred what he said they thought what he said was better whatever what have you but even something that's even less of a competition formally uh people say biden is in the lead um and also i've got some conflicting news here about actual polling uh in texas Mm -hmm. uh usa today said biden was in the lead um very a very small lead uh roughly 48 percent to 45 percent but new york times had trump ahead in texas 47 43 so um both of those are very thin margins um in texas i think it's promising just that texas is as mixed as it is, yeah, um, a lot of a lot of Latino you know, it, voters, a right, lot of people yeah. from California, New York coming in because of the low to none income, basically. Sure, but 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 uh, Texas is a traditionally red state, mm-hmm. so I think this is really promising. Um, Hasn't been blue in like forty four years. Yeah, in terms of changing uh, the Texas demographic here, so that's also I also want to say polls don't mean that much. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we come November, come January, these numbers don't really mean much. So I, if you're, if you're like saying, "Oh, USA Today shows Biden the lead," I don't need to vote. Don't don't think that. Don't do that. Definitely yeah. go vote. Um, I've I voted last week. Daniel voted the week before. Mm-hmm. Um, when do you know what when do you know when early voting closes, Dan? Thirtieth. On the thirtieth. On the thirtieth, which is in Texas at least, which is this what Friday, the same day the Mandalorian season two uh, drops. Oh, is it the thirty first or thirtieth? Thirty first is is Saturday. It uh, Mandalorian drops on the thirtieth, which is Friday. Dope. All right. Um, uh, but uh, go vote before then. Don't uh, yeah, watch Friday. Mando yeah. instead of voting. <laughs> um, you, yeah, I mean, voting takes what 15, 20 minutes. Depending not on where even. you are, not even. I mean, yeah, depending on where you are. But my the voting place uh, closest to me, the drive is less than a minute, like less than two yeah. minutes to yeah. get there. There wasn't a line when I was there. Um, you know, I was in and out of there probably eight minutes. You know, yeah. and I'm going. I waited home, in line for like picking up Chick Fil A on the way home. Ooh. It was uh, made a whole day of it. It was great. And make it like a social thing. Go with a couple. Grab not a lot. Grab some friends. Not a lot. We're in a pandemic. Grab place. some friends and that make sure they're all wearing masks. But yeah. grab some friends. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, please go out and vote. Don't like you know let the polls be encouraging, but don't let them be like definitive. Don't let them absolutely actually... don't depend on them. Yeah, don't depend on them. Don't, yeah, exactly. Don't don't let them make you complacent. Exactly. So that's what that's what happened with the debate. If we have a quick, I think COVID update. Speaking of mask wearing and things like that. Yeah, we broke the record for the most cases so far in America Woo-hoo! on Friday. We have a we have a applause uh, sound bite here that we can use. Oh, I'll try to find it. We broke the records. Yeah, it was about eighty-five thousand cases, and we were like a thousand shy of breaking that case on the following <laughs> Saturday, the next day. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I I'll need to confirm this, but I've read a couple things already saying that we broke. We got oh, I think it was like a little bit over eighty-five thousand cases today so far, uh, or yesterday. But that's crazy. Yeah, um, pretty. But we're doing more t- more testing, right? So <laughs> <laughs> that's why Look we have more numbers. Look we're how I wrote doing it down t- in my notes. <laughs> you know the okay. So for folks that you can't see my screen, you know yeah, the SpongeBob, SpongeBob meme. SpongeBob meme. Some the, letters are capitalized. Yeah, some to make it I, make it sarcastic as yeah, hell. Yeah, yeah. We're doing more t- testing. We're doing more testing. Um, yeah. that's yeah. Speaking of COVID, uh, Mike Pence, our vice president, uh, uh Michael Pence, at as, least as called in Borat too. Michael Pence. Michael Pence. Oh my gosh. We're going to have, we're, okay, wait. when we get to the Borat part of this podcast, <laughs> we're going to have to try to keep the impressions, the accents down a little bit because I can yeah. see how that can get annoying if we're just, yeah. it turns into 20 minutes of me and Dan going, my wife, and it's <laughs> like, we, nice. we lose all of our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Lose <laughs> all of our listeners that way. What, what little we have already. <laughs> yeah. All six of you stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are on something. I don't like it. Uh, but yeah, so Michael Pence had uh, at least five of his staff members that uh, have definitely been within close proximities of this man. Uh, you know, they tested positive. And he has stated he. I don't think he said whether or not he tested, but he, or, but he did say he's going to continue on the campaign trail, going to like a few more states. Uh, I don't know. Does he, do you strike this as being irresponsible or just like, you know, yes. uh, he's, he's, you know, he's running. So, of course, um, any politician I might think do it's that. irresponsible. Remember when Trump last week uh, did like a parade within his in his uh, limo, putting the lives of several Secret Service agents at risk because yeah, he yeah, had yeah. tested positive? I see this as a similar thing. Um, you know, if you're going to campaign, I'm sure he's he's. I mean, he's a little better than Trump, so I'm sure he'll wear a mask or something, and he'll try not to like shake hands or whatever. But it's still dangerous to have a uh, known <laughs> COVID positive person doing potentially public harboring events. it. Yeah, know, yeah. So that's doing, not okay. Doing, or we don't well, we don't know he's COVID positive, but he's potential. That's why it's potentially we don't right. Know. Very near to people who are known to be COVID positive. So yeah. So that that's our. Did you see the video that update. Trump released today? Mm-mm. He released it on Twitter uh, like a couple hours ago, and it was a video that he showed at uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania. And it's a four, like roughly four and a half minute video of just clips of Biden saying that Biden, that China is not the enemy or that China is like, you know, China is in a competition, like they're good folks, all this stuff. And mm. then uh, and then he, st- he moves towards saying that like the whole fracking thing, like I said, oh, oh, again, like right. how he said he's, he's uh, going to ban fracking and then say he's not going to ban fracking and then he says he's going to transition out of the fossil fuel industry all this stuff and he said that like uh you know it's against american jobs and the last and like on the bottom of the video is a is a like a title of the video says uh 
basically characterizing the race as an American dream versus Joe Biden's globalist uh, mm. agenda. And when he said Joe Biden's globalist agenda, it was like music to my ears. Because <laughs> honestly, like, why not? Like, it, yeah. coexistence is a That's thing. Funny. And like, there well, are other yeah, nations I, in I this world. I think it's world. funny sometimes when politicians will post a video, like, coloring their opponent as, you know, doing X or Y thing or having, you know, whatever agenda. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, I want that too. Like, sometimes, you know, I see uh, Trump will say, oh, Biden's a socialist. And I'm like, I wish. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. Um, It'd be great. But he, like, this also is a kind of a callback. In in the debate, he kept saying AOC3. Do you know what he meant by that? AOC3? Yeah, he kept saying AOC3 or some shit like that. I think it's a reference to, what's the... Okay, uh, so the group of of, um, Congresswomen, AOC, Ilhan Omar... um, some others that have they have like a squad Warren is known Warren as like the them? squad i think is i don't think like it was Warren's one of them because they're meant to be like younger uh. but they like i think they were called like the squad or something before i think that maybe that may be what he's referring to yeah. but i'm not sure what the he three al- it also maybe a callback to uh earlier in the campaign season he would uh stated biden's presidency or campaign to be president as a trojan horse for the progressive and liberals <laughs> Uh, AOC, Warren, mm-hmm. and Bernie—that all are. Pr- are See again, pro. that just that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if no. we can get that done, if we can, Biden can act as a Trojan horse. And Our full biased opinion—that's fucking yeah. great. That's the greatest <laughs> scenario that's ever been, yeah. you know, planned out. Right. Or, if or... we can, if Biden is elected under the pretense of being a moderate, and then just enacts like radical reform, that would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. No, but you know we're we're kidding a little bit, but like you know it's yeah. It's, this is this is. I'm sure just. Biden was not going to be just a a, a puppet as, oh, he, as he's been like yeah. you know accused of being by a lot of conservative mm-hmm. voters out there. Um, listen, we understand why you think that because he's he has been a politician for set forty seven years. So like you're gonna think to yourself, well, he's been in Washington that long. Of course, he's corrupted a little bit. Mm. It's just it's, weird how radical left can be used as like an insult but radical right has like doesn't work on the populace you know have you heard of the concept of the fire fire hose of falsehood Mm -mm. it's uh it's this like theory or this practice of disinformation that was initially like thought of by russian like researchers that like you know saw what putin would be doing with with his you know you know hold or grip of power you know he likes to misinform his people a lot he doesn't right. really like free press or anything like that sure. or free media uh, and they're saying that Trump's essentially doing the same thing it's where you spew so much bullshit mm-hmm. and like that it seems like you're on a different plane of reality like you know oh absolutely and it's just like yeah absolutely it uh it, it's just it's really interesting because well, that's a, that's I feel like that's a time-honored sort of tactic of like it's sort of like an offshoot of straw man, almost like a straw world. You know what I mean? Like the logical fallacy of straw man. What do you mean? Where um, you like create this version of your opponent that's not really founded in anything, and then debate that version. Mm-hmm. And, and so, because it's being shared by so many people, and like yeah. so many people are reading this, whether whether it's from people saying that it's like false or whether they're saying it's true or not they're still reading it over and over again right. so their mind is yeah. just so Biden, subconsciously Biden, like just trump absolutely is creating this other world other reality separate from our own you know wherein there are people invading from the southern border and you know biden is a socialist and, and because he's the president it's, be, it's, it's, it's actually like like 
coercing into yeah. actual reality. And it's like, like you're the leader of the free world, you know? It, so it's almost like, okay, if you assume all those things that he's saying are correct, you're almost like, yeah, let's do the things you're saying we should do if those things were true, but they're absolutely not. You know, like his idea, like if you do believe the pretenses he sells, I can at least see what how you would think his courses of action are correct. I yeah. don't personally, but it's like it it legitimizes his radical, you know. Yeah. Yeah. If he, you know, this he passes off this narrative that Muslims are the enemy. And so when he says, let's ban Muslims, it's like, okay, if you believe that all Muslims are terrorists, I could see why that was you one of the first things he did as you president. should ban Muslims. Yeah. The executive so, order happened in January, literally right. the end of January. Right. So, or maybe so, beginning of February. But it was, you know, literally the first thing he did was the executive order, the Muslim ban. Yeah. So it's just this misinformation why are you calling the muslim man because well, they're all muslim countries and you banned them from immigrating or, or traveling <laughs> yeah. into the united states right right so well, let's just start that's a quick up how do we get to there from i don't from know COVID? it's just a whole lot of bullshit so on. anyway but yeah uh more globally uh, i'm sure you all have seen on social media uh the hashtag end sars yeah in Nigeria. Um, so that refers to in Nigeria, SARS stands for Special Anti-Robbery Squad. It was a police force uh, created in the 1990s. The original intention was to fight armed robbery. Yeah, yeah. In Nigeria, it has since um, lost all accountability to the public, all kinds of human rights violations. Um, they essentially commit executions outside of the judicial system. Uh, there's cases of torture people disappearing that are linked to um sars yeah and so um this protests, this force is pretty brutal like yeah, these, these are these are people that are it's essentially secret police it's essentially swat without any regulations absolutely it's swat that is controlled directly by the president right as i was saying uh there are protests starting in 2017 demonstrations in 2017 and since then we, the government has done nothing about this sars group um, and so recently, uh, the movement has been revitalized a bit. Uh, there was a shooting of an unarmed uh, youth um, that was shared on social media earlier this month, early October, mm-hmm. um, that has since sort of blown up, um, and the movement has been revitalized. There are, are is an increasing With the surge um, of, of young young supporters. Yeah, absolutely. Which Most is actually led, which is pretty crucial yeah. because you know people under thirty make up roughly forty percent of Nigeria's population. Yeah. Uh, but, that's besides the point. Yeah, way besides the point. Anyway, so that's what's going on in Nigeria. So people, young people here in the States have been, uh, I've seen sharing, um, you've seen those like infographic type things on Instagram or things on Twitter telling you what it mm-hmm. is and how, with the hashtag and yeah. stars. With, so the, with an array of, of other African countries suffering with certain things. Right, absolutely. Uh, so. Liberia has a rape problem as well. Um, you know, I didn't research up on it for this episode, so like I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that. But <laughs> if you want to look it up, go... The internet's a thing. Go look at it for yourself. Educate yourselves. Right. So um, I would encourage y'all, if you see anything like that, hit the retweet button. Cost nothing. Um, you know, it doesn't do that much. But if there is, uh, you know, a presence of international pressure, you know, if you can urge your congressman to, to say something like that with yeah. maybe a letter or what have you, then something could be They're on the phones all day anyway calling people to give them money. So, like, right. you know, why not? Sneak so, in a little, a little convo with them if you so can. So that's what's going on um, in Nigeria. If there's any updates about that, we'll let you know uh, yeah. next week. Um, Another story. Similar. In the southeast. Similar kind of story Far in terms east. of uh, student-led 
uh, protests and demonstrations in, in the nation of Thailand. Mm-hmm. There are student-led pro-democracy protests against the Thai monarchy. Um, specifically, they're calling for the resignation of the prime minister um, and just generally reform um, of the monarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's interesting about this is there's, a, there's also, in addition to there being student protests, there are also counter protests by a group called the Yellow Shirts. Yeah, yeah, because they're wearing um, yellow are, shirts, which is the right, national color, which of the are night, which are loyal to the monarchy. The monarchy yeah. Um, and so, what's specifically uh, significant about that? So that ten times fast. Specifically significant. <laughs> uh, what's specifically significant about uh, this opposition group um, is that with the Thai um, Thai's military past, with the Thailand military past as it is, there is a risk with this unrest that the military could come in there could they could create a, a coup and a military junta government so not only um are the protests against the monarchy there are counter protests from monarchy loyal people and that uh unrest that instability could open a door for a military coup another military coup in thailand which could be uh, You're saying like the like the monarchy and the parliament would would give the go would give the green light for the military to take full control. Yeah, well, the military acts sort of separate uh, in terms of a coup would act separately from <clears throat> from the monarchy, um, but the Thai government has been um, changed so many times that mm-hmm. uh, it's, this is something that would be devastating. It seems likely to, to or possible, and yeah, it would seem more possible probable, given yeah. the unrest. Um, yeah, with these protests. So the, the, the protests initially uh, started up when they were like, uh, when the king would spend lengthy times in Germany. And so the protests actually erupted and began uh, a month or, a month ago, I think. Roughly, yeah. Yeah, uh, at the German embassy in Thailand. And it's just been growing ever since. Because really, they've really built a coalition behind it. There's like tens of thousands of people on the streets. I remember seeing a video of uh demonstrators on on the streets of of uh thailand it was it literally looked like like at least twenty thousand people it was a lot of people yeah that's crazy but but yes so that's just a quick rundown did you know about the world the the defamation lot they have there Mm -mm. yeah so that's one of the what's also another one of the demands is they want that abolished and what that is you you say anything bad about the the crown in general the family of the king or the king himself yeah i think it's like 10 years like mm-hmm. that's like a minimum maximum of 10 years yeah yeah and it's i mean all of this sounds a lot like monarchies the american <laughs> revolution i feel like a lot of americans reading this or listening to this would be like that sounds familiar yeah um so there so, could we could have a revolution on our hands if uh, yeah what we, what we do what we are in some ways is what the, that's what the protests are but we'll see if that goes down the way it's supposed to so that's what's going on in Thailand. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, I mean, again, uh, we'll update y'all next week if there's anything, uh, any progress in any direction. So. Yeah. Uh, and then our last thing here, um, just last week, uh, this film was released, the sequel to 2006 film uh, Borat. Literally called Borat. Mm. subsequent movie film yeah this movie called borat subsequent movie film (laughs) um so back in august some people saw uh the actor's name is sasha baron cohen Mm -hmm. back in august they saw him in his borat get up in la shooting something 
uh, hit the internet. It was leaking. Um, and so people were saying, oh, there's a new Borat movie coming out. And so roughly a month or two ago, news hit. Uh, they're trying, the Borat group, the people behind the movie were trying to get the movie released as soon as they could. Originally, there was up for a theatrical release. But um, they wanted to get it out before the election, so they quickly made a deal with Amazon. Oh, yeah. So it dropped last week. You know, when they said we want it before the election, people were like, what the hell? Why? Like, people that hadn't seen Borat, I guess, because the first Borat is actually very politically... Uh, now we know why. Right, yeah. <laughs> now we know why. For sure. But the first Borat is very uh, politi- uh, politically uh, sort of charged. So yeah. if you've seen the first Borat, I could see how you would understand that they wanted it to be, before, to be before the election. But a lot of people were like, how could this be so important that you wanted to drop before the election? So it did end up dropping before the election, obviously, last week. And... It is just as political as as the first one, um, and there is a, a particularly scathing scene in mm-hmm. the film, um, an incriminating scene, really, of Rudy Giuliani um, in a hotel room, seemingly unzipping his trousers in front of... Okay, okay. Who is meant to be... He uh, wasn't unzipping his trousers, but he will... I'll, I'll, I will like, paint out the picture. This uh-huh. man... Go for it was sitting on the bed or laying on the bed you know you know when you're laying on the bed and your knees are, feet or your, are dangling your feet are dangling off, off the, the bed. bed right uh and she untucks his shirt a little bit and then he puts his pants or puts his hands in his pants uh you know makes a slight little moan sound i think i heard from the from the mm-hmm. microphone and then uh, he tried to justify it the next day by saying he was tucking in his shirt right so but, so for a little more I mean, background though um the Borat movies are sort of hidden camera, as if Borat's a real person. And this next one, or this new one, uh, also features Borat's daughter, who is in, in the film supposed to be 15 years old. The actress herself is actually 26. 20, 26? 26 maybe? or 22. She's in her 20s. She's right. in her 20s is, is, what I'm, is uh, yeah. where I was getting with that. But she's said to be 15, and she, uh, in the film... Uh, gets a job at a at a uh, press organization, a news organization. He actually got a real job with a real organization under his fake name. But she's got an interview with Rudy Giuliani. Um, sort of gave this interview that was very flattering, very not very hard hitting or anything like that. And eventually moved into his hotel bedroom. Um, and so uh, Sasha Baron Cohen as Borat actually opened the door and cut it off. And um, and I sort of got the vibe that it was because they really thought he might do something and they really needed to just step in and make yeah. sure that the actress was safe. Yeah. So, I mean, when the man, when the man's hands are down his pants, yeah, business is about to be done. So like, right. that's when you got to go in. But, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I, I noticed before that, into that moment that when the fake interview was still being conducted and he would like, you could kind of, you could still get those vibes. Yeah. If you're watching the movie and mm-hmm. you're actually invested in it, he was, smiling a lot calling her darling he called, yeah kept holding he held her hand like a few times when it he seemed held almost hand. unnecessary touched thigh, i feel like touched her thigh times, yeah but she touched his knee yeah. so like of course she was definitely like you know you know making him feel inclined to continue further on but still still if you're a man of integrity who has a wife and a family you would not yeah. succumb to such seduction yeah yeah <laughs> so and, and i wouldn't even call it seduction but i would i mean there's a little bit of instigating i feel like but not but people like, are going to call seduction or anything like that. I understand. Yeah. People yeah. will call it seduction. That's so, why I use the word. If you watch the video, 
if you watch the movie, which I think you should, it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hilarious. You can, it's, I think it's very, very hard to deny his intentions in that movement near his crotch. Mm-hmm. He can, you can, he can say all he wants. He's stuck in his pants. He's lying on a bed in his bedroom. He's got his hands near his fly. He's been touching her thigh all, all her knee all the whole interview. Um, I think there's no denying. I think it's very incriminating. I think we have just witnessed the the complete arc of the rise and fall of, of Rudy Giuliani. Because mm-hmm. you know when he was first running for mayor, he was a he was a, a pro, like you know a, a very renowned lawyer. He was anti corruption right. in was New York, all this stuff, sure. well respected. One could even say that it was his word of mouth and his credibility that solely uh, enabled Trump to survive almost political like disgrace whenever mm-hmm. he was running for the Republican nomination in 2016 and all these all these people came out saying that like all these he like would you know with the whole thing with the woman the woman's case when like when he was like dis- disrespecting women all that stuff a lot of people came out saying that they've made remarks to them or he's made remarks to them and all mm-hmm. that stuff uh who who's the uh, Rosie O'Donnell I think is who it was who who I'm is not, that? I'm that not 100%. There was one actress that he like he was known for like talking shit too. But mm-hmm. anyway, it was Rudy Giuliani at that time that like told him that like he never got those kind of vibes from Trump. And to see Giuliani himself kind of get exposed in such a manner yeah. mm-hmm. in this kind of way towards women, like right, it's there like was almost um, ironic. Yeah, and so those other other moments in the film, um, not quite so dramatically incriminating. Um, but there was a scene where he. Um, interrupts a uh mike pence giving a speech mm-hmm. um the crowd very quickly after they chant you know that he should get out of there they start chanting four more years a hundred more years you know things like that it's crazy things uh there's another scene of him uh the film uh it's, it's it takes a turn in the middle to become a coronavirus sort of commentary mm, because yeah, the yeah. filming of the movie itself actually was interrupted by corona <clears throat> and so they had to rewrite it quickly but um yeah, Sabora ends up. I like how they wrote it in, two. though. Yeah, it works. The ending, it's, it's the ending was great. Uh, segue it works great, but yeah. he um, ends up living with these two sort of rednecks. Um, and he ends up going to this uh, anti-mask rally, and they're yelling very clearly racist things. Um, he brought himself obviously the nature of his character. He's saying outrageous, ridiculous things, and nobody's disagreeing with him. Um, crazy, crazy stuff. Things. The song. He's saying, yeah. <laughs> crazy <laughs> the song mm-hmm. and that that was that was a real trump crowd absolutely, absolutely. that was like those were real people mm-hmm. i'm not sure if the guys that took him to the or the guys who took him there and he was living with a real you know yeah. that may have been staged i don't In know some way, but the it? trump rally sure, i yeah. knew i knew for a fact oh, absolutely absolutely so yeah so i mean i would recommend both of these uh both of these movies i think Bo- the first borat's a great look at bush era american culture mm-hmm. uh, politics i think this is a great very damning look at uh, Trump era politics, Trump era culture. Yeah. If you if you think these movies are just you know <laughs> my wife, wow wow we well like it's just him saying like yeah. ridiculous things with that ridiculous voice, they are actually a lot more than that. I would recommend checking them both yeah. out. They're all yeah. They they're not Beyond not that. Value, you know? They are both hilarious and do have a lot of that, but they also, you know, are saying quite a bit. Um, so that's that's, that's Borat two subsequent <laughs> movie film. There were there were a few scenes where I just I could not i had to look oh away. there's a lot of cringe a lot of cringe. like sort of gross humor yeah, yeah. very gross oh my yeah, god yeah a lot of uh, the dance yeah. at that little bachelor event yeah oh, crazy it was i like the way at that um, one 
Um, yeah, we try to keep these as no spoilers since they did come out like a few days ago. Right. Uh, but I, I think it's great how they dropped it a week away, roughly a week away from the election. Um, and it was kind of funny how they made him like be the one that like Kazakhstan spread the virus. So I thought that was. Hilarious. Oh yeah, there is a fun yeah spoiler <laughs> alert. Um, it ends with this sort alert. of conspiracy that Kazakhstan. Uh, started the coronavirus to get revenge on uh, the world for, you know, mm-hmm. criticizing them after the first Borat, and they used Borat uh, himself as the uh, as patient zero, and there's a cameo <laughs> by Tom Hanks, which is hilarious. Oh my god, yeah, he went to Australia. And yeah. I, totally, I love that cameo. Because that, it's so great because, so you know, much. that's obviously, you know, what happened in real life with Tom Hanks getting the He caught in Australia. So it's hilarious <laughs> that, that, that they filled that in. So, yeah, definitely, I would say check out... Um, Borat and Borat subsequent movie film great great film so yeah uh, I think we have just a little bit of time that sort of counted as our recommendation this week but technically if you have, yeah if you have anything else I was gonna recommend one other, one other thing do it go right, right ahead um, Mandalorian I got it that's my recommendation you, <laughs> that's not what I was gonna <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I was gonna recommend it's a, a animated miniseri- miniseries that aired on Cartoon Network oh. um, called Over the Garden Wall I'm already on it. Um, Cartoon Network? Yeah. Yeah, it's on HBO Max. I think it's also on Hulu. Um, I watched it on HBO Max. It's 10 episodes that are all roughly 11 minutes or so long, and it rules. It's so good. This came out in 2014. Yeah. The the music is fantastic. The animation is great. Um, The voice acting is fantastic, too. Elijah Wood is in it. Christopher Lloyd. This is Doc Brown. Doc Doc Brown is in it. Yeah, it's great. it's really it's kind of spooky but it's more of just autumn themed um spooky but like like for kids spooky like like mm. like yeah. i would say the kind of vibes that some like darker it would give, episodes it of would give a, time it would give young adults like, like whimsical vibes but like kids like spooky vibes or what sort of but it's 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 like things are just like off and like kind of spooky like even as an adult you might be like ooh, that's kind of creepy but you're not going to be like obviously scared by anything but because it is like pg um hmm. but just wacky crazy sort of uh, spooky things happen um a lot of great songs a lot of great like sort of americana kind of uh kind of vibes so definitely right would recommend checking it out i would recommend i watched them all in one sitting it's How 10 episodes 10 episodes that are about 10 minutes each so that's roughly about the length of a movie a little bit more um depending on the movie but because that's less than two hours so I mean, even individually, the, the each episode is great, so you can't really go wrong. However, you decide to watch this, um, feel, feel, yeah, it's pretty great. Pretty yeah. good stuff. So we are roughly eight days away from the election as we are speaking. Supreme Court nominee Amy Coney Barrett is probably going to be getting confirmed any moment now. Looks like it, yeah. Um. Sad day in America. No, I'm kidding. I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean, word, but we saw it coming. It <laughs> yeah. is, but like you know, we saw it coming. Uh, It'll be interesting to see. Um, By the if, way, if Lindsey Graham struggling. Lindsey Graham, Graham is struggling in South Carolina for his. Uh, oh, word. Yeah. Yeah. You you love to see it. There's eight states right now that are that are slipping uh, competitive. Blue. Yeah. Competitive to being blue, swinging to blue, which would be big. Yeah, a lot of people. I talked to a couple of friends the other day, and they expected a, a Democratic landslide, and I had to urge them to to not, you know, be so confident on that. Yeah. So, I hope I'm jinxing it by saying this, but yeah, Coney Barrett's gonna be confirmed. 
today. <laughs> yeah, and you know it'll be interesting to see. You know the balance is obviously shifted. If the Biden supposed court packing uh, ends up going to light or coming to fruition, mm-hmm. so we'll see how that plays out in the in the next month or so. Hopefully, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. Um. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Uh, definitely for go vote. Uh, wear your mask. Uh, most voting places, you know, have mandatory masks anyway. Stay socially distant. Subscribe, Absolutely. please. Hit that button. Hit that button. Hit that button. Hit the share button too, if you if you so feel obliged to. Hit know. all the buttons. Like, oh my god, these Every guys. button. These guys are so funny. This podcast is so <laughs> amazing. I have to. I can't resist. I have to share it. You know, if, if that happens to you, then by all Hit means. Hit the like button, the share button, subscribe, put us on repeat. <laughs> to every button that you have available to yourself. I Blast suggest. Blast us at full volume. I suggest. Boom boxes on the street. I agree with all those things. I suggest <laughs> just putting us up on a speaker, playing us out loud, and, and, and doing a couple chores. Or yeah. or maybe if you're playing FIFA. You know, know what? You like Even play play a, put the volume at the at the lowest and just do anything else. Yeah. We we get we benefit from just having yeah. having plays. We're Don't already, actually we're not actually advocating for that kind of like pseudo fraud, but <laughs> <laughs> Oh, one more thing, one more thing before we go. <laughs> Did you see the so? Because it's about the Lincoln Project, and I know we've mm. talked about the Lincoln Project yeah, on the yeah, podcast. Yeah. Have you seen the billboards they put up on New York? I have not. What, have do, they, you, what do they look like? So there's uh, one big billboard. That, there are two big billboards next to each other on Times Square, okay. and one is of Jared Kushner saying it's a quote from Vanity Fair saying, "If New Yorkers are gonna uh, suffer, they're gonna like that's their problem." And oh. then, uh, and it's a real quote. Yeah. And Ivanka, they photoshopped a picture of her holding the goya beans. <laughs> and and next to her doing that gesture are the numbers of the cases and deaths and all that oh, holy jazz. Shit. <laughs> and uh, Jared Kushner and Ivanka have def have uh, pursued legal action, and they wow. they yeah, it's a whole thing that's happening yeah, on Twitter yeah. right now. The Lincoln Project saying like, what well, they they tried to do it off the basis of saying Jared Kushner never said that, and that she never made that gesture. Which are both obviously lies. Just clearly false. Um, yeah. When there's a boycott on Goya beans, and then she just posed basically breaking so many laws. Yep. <laughs> and just yeah. advertising Goya beans, even though she's a public worker, technically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's that, that's a great story. If you want to read up on it, just you know, type in Lincoln Project Billboard Trump, and I'm sure Google will do the rest for you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, so that's our long, long way of winding long down. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, <laughs> just wanted to bridge 40 minutes. You for know? sure, for sure. We got just we got to hang on. 28 seconds. Got to hang on for a little bit. No, I'm kidding. We could probably just get out. Right yeah, yeah, for sure. But the music. All yeah, right, well, the, you know. thanks for listening. Peace, Peace in, in the, the Mid East.